this is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. Across the corporate world, there's an effort to understand the role of mental health in the workplace. But challenges remain, with a recent Forrester Consulting survey revealing that 49% of workers worry that sharing how they're feeling mentally could lead to repercussions, including the loss of a job. And while some professions, such as law and healthcare, have taken a proactive role in addressing mental health, finance and accounting have lagged behind. In this episode of the podcast, we speak with Mark Cowan, a professor of accountancy at Boise State University. A CPA and a lawyer, Professor Cowan has spent his career in both public and industry accounting, and has written about the role of mental health in the profession and the need for some things to change. Just a note, we will link to Professor Cowan's articles in the show notes of this podcast. We'll start with a little bit about yourself and your background. Um, if I understand it, uh, you worked both in public accounting and in industry before becoming a- academic. Um, maybe you could describe a little bit about your career and, and how it got you here. Sure. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Chris, for inviting me. Um, I'm really pleased to speak with you today about mental health because it's such an important topic and i'm really uh, glad to see that lots of professional organizations like yours are starting to get more involved in it i appreciate yeah um i have had a pretty traditional career path um i spent about after college i spent about six and a half years in big four tax public accounting made it to manager and then i spent about three and a half years um, doing the tax function for uh, in-house at a publicly traded ski resort holding company and real estate development firm. And I'm currently a professor of accountancy and director of our graduate tax programs here at Boise State University in Idaho. I teach a variety of tax courses, including basic tax, corporate tax, partnership tax, and multi-state tax. And I've been here at Boise State for about 18 years. Great. So you've certainly seen the um, industry from several different sides. It's in, I mean, <laughs> so you have a great perspective. And I certainly want to touch on your um, time in industry and then, in, you know, just as importantly, your time in public accounting. But, I, you know, the impetus for discussion was a, a, a story I came across uh, that you wrote for the Journal of Accountancy. It talks about some of your um, struggles with depression and and its relationship with the profession. So I wanted to start off sort of what prompted you to want to discuss that subject right now? So in other words, why did I, why did I actually write the article? Yeah, why, why did you write the article? And, you know, what was the thought behind it? And, and was there anything that you saw in the industry or the market that said, well, this is something that really needs to be talked about. Yeah. Um, so just by way of background, uh, for people who haven't seen the article, um, it was in the February, 2020, um, edition of the journal of accountancy, and it was called depression and the CPA. Um, the original title uh, was actually supposed to be accounting for the darkness, but they didn't want to <laughs> go there. Um, so as I explained in the article, uh, most of my life, I've unknowingly really had low grade, but a persistent version of depression. And in 2017, I had uh, probably a major depressive episode. And 
started working more with uh, medication and uh, therapy to try and get better, uh, which was successful. Um, and I decided to write about all of this publicly for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, really, I, no one was talking about it within the accounting finance profession. Uh, from my, my current job, I cross really three professions, uh, law, uh, academia, and then accounting. And I would frequently see references to uh, mental health issues in uh, professional journals, practitioner journals for lawyers and for academics. But I hadn't seen anything uh, really with respect to accounting. I searched and I found maybe a couple of wellness articles about how to reduce stress, uh, maybe a blog post here or there, but really no one was talking about it. And I felt that someone needed to talk about it. And if, if I couldn't do it, a tenured full professor with no clients, uh, then I wasn't sure who would. So I kind of felt compelled to write it. Uh, one of my former colleagues said, I, it's probably because I'm a teacher that I wanted to share what I could that might help other people. Um, second, um, you mentioned the profession. I specifically wasn't so much, uh, my, my goal was not to somehow call out the profession for creating um, bad work environments or anything. My, my goal was really to speak to uh, accountants, CPAs, and to let them know that you know, they're not alone and that they've got stressful jobs and that it's okay to talk about these sorts of things. Okay. Now, the uh, I was amazed by the reaction to the article. I think between me and the editors, we got over 100 wow. emails or phone calls or LinkedIn messages about it, um, sharing some of their stories. And some of them were uh, pretty bad, uh, had some uh, hardships yeah. there. Uh, but my hope overall with the article was that it would spark further conversations like the one mm -hmm. we're having, you know, here right now. Have, have you seen um, in those over those two years that conversation, you know, besides what we're discussing, you know, the fact that we're discussing right now, have you seen other aspects of it come out in the um, profession or do you see it being addressed more? I'm starting to see it be addressed more. And I think. It's interesting because the article came out in early 2020. And then, of course, right after that, we had the right. pandemic hit. And I think the pandemic really got more people talking about these issues. And so I see more state societies talking about it. Certainly, we're talking about it more here on campus. Um, and I just see I just see a broader interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. I went through your article and and you you, you talked about some of your struggles and um, and its relationship to the profession. Um, maybe you could, one of the things that really stuck out with me was what your therapist told you once was to stop thinking like a tax accountant, <laughs> you know, as, as when you're thinking, right. when trying to address this issue. <clears throat> maybe you could expand on that and, and why he said that. Sure. I think that that stop thinking like a tax accountant perfectly and concisely captured kind of the trap I had fallen into. And then I'm afraid that a lot of CPAs uh, and other financial professionals will fall into. Um, thinking like a tax accountant is great when you're actually doing taxes, mm -hmm. uh, but that tax mindset's really not good when you're trying to deal with mental health issues. 
um, as you know, CPAs and other professionals um, are they're smart people. They tend to think in a logical, linear fashion, and they're used to solving difficult problems every day. So I know I fell into the trap of, well, I'm used to solving problems. Uh, depression is just something else I have to tackle. I have to just work my mm -hmm. way through it, figure it out. And that's absolutely wrong. Uh, this is not something that your uh, professional skills are going to help you get over. You need to get help from other types of professionals who know this, uh, who know this a lot better. Um, you can't reason, work, or really will your way out of it. Yeah, yeah. I I can certainly I certainly hear that discussed a lot of times and certainly experience uh, you know people have talked about um, what do you think needs to change about the profession um, what what or does something have to change or is it the attitude I, I guess because you've mentioned earlier that um, you've seen a lot of discussion about it in law journals and, and other aspects of your career. What needs to happen with the accounting profession, the finance profession? I think I think you just said it. I think it's mostly um, attitude um, and discussing it more. Um, one thing that struck me from the comments that I received in response to the article was I had CPAs telling me that they actually knew they had an issue they tried to open up to somebody at the firm and they were pretty much mm -hmm. shut down. You know, oh, that's, you know, just get over it type of thing. So that prompted me to write um, another article for the Journal of Accountancy that came out in November of 2021 with a mental health professional here on campus. And we tried to kind of talk about maybe what firms can do. And basically we, um, advise that what the profession needs to do is to be more aware of mental health issues like depression and anxiety and to be more open to talking about them, talking about them and kind of creating, you know, I use the word safe space right. uh, or place of psychological safety to do that on the job. Um, maybe I should step back and maybe talk a little bit about uh, what depression yeah, yeah, absolutely. are or that. Okay. So you know, just, I'm not a mental health expert. I just experienced right. the impact of, of this, but uh, you know, it's different from day-to-day uh, -day stress. Mm -hmm. So we all have stressful times in our lives or careers. We've got grief, sadness, nervousness, shame. Um, all of those are normal and healthy parts of just being a human. Um, and while those feelings don't always go away, they do tend to get better over time. Uh, depression and anxiety go, go beyond that because they put you in a state that really interferes with your daily life. And they may not actually go away when the trigger or the stimulus that kind of brought it to light is, uh, is gone. Um, we have to remember that these are medical conditions, and yet there's an irrational stigma that still surrounds them often labeled as, you know, oh, laziness or malingering. Um, and I think it's important that um, we understand that these conditions basically require two things. Uh, they require both a predisposition to anxiety or depression, 
And that could come from a variety of factors like brain chemistry, past trauma, childhood experiences, et cetera. But you might be predisposed to these conditions, but never experience them because there's never been a trigger or a stimulus that brings them yeah. out. The stimuli could be the stress of work, a family problem, a pandemic, right. you know, some a difficult situation at work. Um, and I think it's just uh, overall, uh, we need uh, more awareness of what these conditions are and uh, more openness to talking about them, I think. Um, and, and I think this is going to be important for the profession going forward because I think there's a generational shift going on. In a world that's always changing, one thing never does. Your need to adapt, your need to evolve, your need to grow. That's why we built Workday, a single finance, HR, and planning system that can change as your needs change and evolve as the world evolves. To learn how Workday is helping large and mid-sized organizations embrace the future with confidence, visit us at Workday.com. Workday for a changing world. That's a, yeah. I wonder. I want to get into that a little bit because I, I I do see that a little you know in some of the discussions about this. That I mean that, that's well, it's more of a question. Um, is it sort of what this industry is about? Is it how it's shaped, or is it as you point out? And I think what you're getting to is it a generational shift going on. It, you know, does does the profession predispose you to? Um, you know, these sort of um, stresses, or is it because there's a previous generation that just didn't really talk about it? Well, um, in terms of the, uh, when I mean by generational shift is um, I'm a Gen Xer and I never would have brought mm -hmm. up these issues back when I was in public accounting many years ago. Um, I don't think anybody would have um, because there was, and that's not that long ago, right. actually. Um, that there was a stigma to it. But what I think that what CPA firms and, um, and corporations need to understand is that the folks they'll be hiring in the next few years, the end of the millennials and the, the Gen Z generation, um, they are used to talking about mental health mm -hmm. issues more. Uh, and they, they're comfortable, they're more comfortable talking about it openly. Um, Universities are really trying to make sure that students have the resources that they need, including the mental health support. Uh, last year, I facilitated a brown bag Zoom discussion on teaching um, that dealt with mental health issues. And I also attended some student meetings where this issue was discussed. And if we're discussing it here on a campus in Idaho, which is uh, a desert uh, literally mm -hmm. a desert, um, but also a mental health desert in that we don't have right. a lot of resources here for mental health. Um, if we're talking about it here, then they're talking about it in campuses throughout the country. They're used to talking about it, and they're going to expect that when they get into the workplace. Right. Yeah, and I wanted to follow up with that a little bit because, you, you know, like we mentioned before, you have been in all different aspects of the industry, and one of the things that you constantly hear um, discussed is, especially in public accounting, when you go into public accounting, the workload, the stress, 
it's almost like a rite of passage, right? That you go through this and you see all discussion. I mean, you see it, uh, I see it all the time on, on, on discussion boards about the industry, about, you know, the pressures they're under. Does that need to change or how do the firms approach that? I don't think that can realistically change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if, you know, I think the attitude, oh, it's a rite of passage and uh, you new staff accountants, you have to go through the rigors because I went through the rigors years ago. Uh, hopefully that's not happening as much mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but I think the reality is the new staff have to go through it because not because people who went before them went through it, but because that's just the nature right, of the right. job. And it's one of the downsides of the job, but also you get the upsides of learning a whole lot and in a quick, in a short period of time and getting a lot of experience. So I'm not sure that we can change the work that we do, mm. but, um, maybe I should back up a little bit yeah. and, uh, talk about why this is important in the workplace. Yeah, to begin absolutely. With. Um, so, you know, some firms might need convincing that this is something they need to worry about. They might say, well, it's a medical condition, so mm. why should we even bother with it? Or it's pretty sensitive, so why do we even go there? Um, I think we have to remember that, you know, the long hours and all that, um, outside of our families, we spend more time with our coworkers than anyone else. And they might be in a good position to notice if something's a little off with us or has changed and maybe intervene and help us to get some uh, some support when we need it. As you know, you probably see this in other places too. Um, you know, it's hard to retain yeah. good people. There are fewer people going into accounting as uh, studying it right now. Our Meet the Firms event uh, last year had more professionals than huh. students. And uh, I think the firms were actually spending more time trying to poach staff <laughs> from other firms. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. But, you know, you, you want to create an environment where um, people feel valued in that and supported. So you might have depressed or anxious employees that are great workers, but um, they might not fully understand what they're right. going through. And they're looking at the job and the job is hard and the job is stressful. And they, they might think, oh, okay, that's what's causing my problem. So if I just quit and do something else, I'll get right. better. But that's not necessarily the case. It might be the case in, uh, in some situations um, because the, the, the stress of the job is the stimulus. Mm that getting rid of the job isn't going to get rid of your predisposition or the underlying condition. So what I think what firms and coworkers can help is get people to realize that they're not thinking clearly when they're in these states say that, Hey, maybe you need some, maybe you need some professional help. And then they can sort through it and figure out, is it really the job? Is it that stimulus that they, that's, that's causing it or, can they deal with the underlying condition and then continue in the profession doing just mm-hmm. fine? And I think for the long-term health of not only the employees and the firm, but the profession as a whole, that's something that, and that's an important role that I think that employers can, can play. Do you think it's, cha- I mean, I don't want to, you know, we talked a little bit about this, but um, 
do you think it is shifting? Do you think the whole ecosystem from the firms to industry to um, even, you, you know, you talked about it's being talked a lot more about on campus and hopefully within the program. Do you think that it is shifting where it's more of a discussion? And I guess is that prompted by the generational change going on right now? It's, that's a hard question to answer because I don't have all the, the inside knowledge of what's going on. But from what I have heard, the, anecdotally, um, this is getting discussed hmm. more often. And I think it might have been in part the pandemic. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, it was seeing um, uh, in some cases, firms had uh, uh, that I'm familiar with actually had a, a suicide. Yeah. Um, and so I think that prompts more discussion and then also the generational shift. And I, I think what, what I'm hearing is, and what I'm suggesting is that not, we can't, we can't get rid of the, right. the stimuli. We, it, the tax returns are due when they're due. The 10 K's due when it's due. The client's calls have to be answered. I mean, this is important work right. we're doing and we have to keep doing it. But I think if the firms starting from the top can start to normalize it, um, I heard a great example here locally that a firm got together right before busy season and said, okay, things are about to get very stressful. Yeah. Okay. That's just the way this works. And, but if you feel you're having difficulty, you know, here's some resources for you and it's okay to talk right. about it. And I think that is just incredibly helpful. Yeah. Um, and it sets the stage for us watching out for each other. Um, you know, the, oh, you know, seems like, you know, seems like Mark's having a, isn't doing so well lately. And I think that helps identify, identify the problem and creates a better culture. Yeah. Those are all important points about helping each other and being aware of it and aware of your colleagues. I wanted to sort of um, wrap up on something sort of a forward looking and you know we're going into a period of pretty heavy economic uncertainty you know everybody's talking about a recession um and that's going to bring its own set and own unique set of stresses on the finance function whether that's you know whether you're at a firm or you're sitting you know somewhere on in an industry somewhere i mean Everybody is going, it's just going to be a totally unique set of stresses. So um, what what are your thoughts about that pressure? And what advice do you give to people who are sort of struggling with mental health and, and see this sort of like coming down the line? You know, how would you think about that? Yeah, I think what, what you're suggesting is that there's going to be more yeah. stimuli coming. Um, of course, we've been living with uncertainty for a while now, but yeah, it, it could be getting worse. And the more pressures that come, the more stimuli there will be, and the more um, the more anxiety and depression we will see. And again, it's 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 hard to deal with the stimuli. Um, but I would recommend that um, anyone who feels that they're um, having um, having difficulties that um, if they're working in a firm where they can feel comfortable doing this, they can confide in others and they should, they should definitely mm -hmm. seek help. Even if that's going through the employee um, assistance program, 
which are underutilized yeah. from what I understand. Um, or uh, going just going to their starting with their just their, their mm-hmm. physician and explaining it and getting referrals to where they need to go. I also would advise that what comes with these mental health conditions is what's called cognitive distortion. And that is you're not thinking clearly, you're seeing everything negatively, and maybe you shouldn't be making big decisions right, right. now about your career or your job until you've sorted through it all um, with, with a mental health professional. Um, there is help out there. You can get help. People, people get better. And um, if you can figure out those predispositions, then you'll be ready to make more, just more, uh, some good right. decisions about whether maybe, I sh- maybe this isn't the right career for me, but often that won't be You're the right. case. Great. Those are my questions. I really appreciate you taking the time and speaking about this important subject. Thanks very much. All right. Well, thank you for having me. It's been great to speak with you.